Welcome to day 192 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge and Matt Kresge. And today is a sad day. We come to the end of Paul's letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because we come to the end of Paul's letters, but uh, when we come to 2 Timothy, uh, we come to you know a letter that uh, was written shortly before Paul was executed by Nero. Mm-hmm. And so you can hear the sadness. Uh, Paul knows he's departing. Uh, if you remember the book of Titus, uh, uh, Paul is moving about freely, and if you remember from the prison epistles that he's in chains. So he's previously been you know, imprisoned in Rome and yet has been set free and continued in ministry, probably was arrested you know, in Troas. And it looks as if this time that um, the charges are more serious. It looks as if the end will be more serious. And so you see Paul is a lonely man. You see Paul as a man who uh, is comforting himself in the gospel, but is also looking for the comfort of his close friends uh, to be with him as well. So there's there's kind of a nice tenor to it. Timothy, mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand, is probably discouraged in the, in the difficulty of his own ministry. So you have half the letter where you know Paul is you know encouraging Timothy to hold strong to the to the call that he has in Christ Jesus and to finish the task. Mm-hmm. And then you have the second half, which he's dealt with in the pastoral epistles to continue to challenge false teaching in the church. And then you have the last half of Second Timothy. Is, does Timothy get here before winter? And I don't know if there's a more plaintive cry in all of Scripture than come before winter, uh, which is the way that this epistle will end. So as we read this most personal uh, of all of Paul's letters, you can see the, uh, the compassion that he has for Timothy and the passion that he has for the gospel. And you can sense him finding his own journey you know, toward the end. Before we uh, dig into the first couple of chapters of Second Timothy, why don't we offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord, mm. Father, we thank you for we thank you for the flesh and blood that is so intricately wound up in Scripture. We thank you that we see uh, both the loneliness of Paul and yet the resolve of Paul to draw strength through the gospel and see the deep relationship that he has with Timothy and his longing to be with him. Uh, we see the struggles that Timothy is having and the encouragement uh, that Paul gives him through the gospel and through. Uh, reminding him of his call and reminding him of his upbringing and reminding him of the riches of faith that he has experienced. Fathers, we read this. May you, uh, may you draw us closer into community with you. Mm. May you deepen our desire for community with each other. And may you sure us up in the confidence that comes only from the gospel. Mm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank my God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. And for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power and love and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. 
He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. Mm. What you've heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phygelus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped us in Ephesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we disown him, he will will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words that is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, Useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Mm. It's very personal. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It's, it's 
it's intense mm-hmm. you know, when you when you read it and uh, again you can not only feel you know Paul's longing you know first of all to be with Christ but second of all to have you know the human touch of you know being with his friends again and uh, when he thinks of Timothy he, he not only you know he thinks of the tears that they've cried together which is uh, really uh, moving. He also thinks of the time that he laid on his hands and prophesied about his ministry, mm-hmm. and which is deeply moving. He thinks about, you know, how Scripture was such a rich part of his heritage, you know, and Lois and, and, and Eunice, and um, it, it is it is rich all the way all the way through. Mm-hmm. You love, I mean, and, and I love. I mean, Paul says a lot in his letters. You know, I thank my God every time I remember you or I'm praying for you. But here we get to kind of see a little insight into the, the very things that Paul is thinking about when he's thanking God for people and praying for them. You know, he's like, man, I, I'm, I'm reminded of your sincere faith that you learned from your grandmother. You know, he's just got an affection for Timothy and for the people of God. And, and you know, he's praying for them. And, and, and it's just, I think, it's encouraging and both challenging to me, you know, as I pray for those around me, not to just pray generic prayers over them, but to pray in light of, you know, in, in light of that relationship that I've established or the Lord's established between us. And so you just have to love, I think my God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, you know. And then he goes on, he says, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I mean, we have, we have a lot to be thankful for in the people of God and a lot to pray for. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse six is so good for this reason. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Um, I was reading the CSB version earlier today and it said rekindle instead of fan to flame. So um, both of them are just kind of, you have this picture of um, just maybe a fire that has gone almost out but there's still some heat there and it just needs a little bit of fanning to rekindle it and man how often does that describe my faith my walk my uh, my heart in leadership you know it can get so tiresome um to do this work and um and i'm sure you know with what timothy had was going through and what paul was also going through um it was just so tempting to just let it go out but I love this encouragement from Paul, and it's encouraging to me as well. Just um, for the spirit, the next verse for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. Um, and then he just goes on encouraging him, and it's just so encouraging yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And nothing would be more tragic than obviously to let you know the fire that's been kindled through the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, to and to be completely quenched and to completely you know go out and of course many of us you know many of us you know Katie have, have felt ourselves at this point where we've you know been overwhelmed by circumstances and mm-hmm. we've looked at the difficulty of the task ahead of us and uh, we have allowed you know many things you know that are around you know around us to you know to quench mm-hmm. uh, you know the godly passions in us and uh, uh, and so you do have to love that you know gentle. You know, kind of feeling, just taking that ember that's you know just too barely alive, and just mm-hmm. gently fanning it until it comes back into, you know, the full flame. And of course, he tells him exactly what you need. You know, it's, it's yours in the Holy Spirit. It's it's not, you know, he says, Spirit doesn't make us timid. Mm-hmm. So the timidity you feel in taking on this time and this moment is not coming from the Holy Spirit. The Spirit gives us power, mm-hmm. fills our hearts with love, and also gives us you know the, the self discipline or the energy. 
you know to do you know to complete the task mm-hmm. so it's a and then i like you know uh verse nine where he, he talks about the gospel he saved us and called us into a holy life not because of anything we've done mm-hmm. but because of his own purpose and grace and this grace was given us in Christ Jesus, I love the way Paul always does this. Before the beginning of time, God's work in you is not a recent thing that just happens. You yeah. know, when uh, somehow you know you you discovered Him, He mm-hmm. knew you long mm-hmm. before time. He knew our moment long before time, and this work was something you know that He set in motion in you know, a long before time. Mm-hmm. You have to love it. You know, His appeal as He launches into that gospel is join join me. You know, in suffering for the mm-hmm. gospel. It's like. Oh yeah. yeah! If Timothy is on the already kind of worn down on the uh-huh. outs, you know, yeah. facing a lot of false teaching and and persecution, you know, Paul says, "Man, join with me. Welcome to the party." Mm-hmm. You know, because it is God who I sustains. Didn't see the us. welcome to the party part. I just said, <laughs> that's a different yeah, place. suffering part. Yeah, yeah, it's the CSB. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, what what a hope we do have in the gospel, yeah. and and not just that, but you know, God sustains us in the midst of our suffering. And then he goes on, and he's going to say, you know, and so guard this good deposit that was entrusted mm-hmm. to us. And and then he kind of qualifies it, says, and guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives yeah. in us. And, and the same thing, you know, and, you know, when you go back to verse eight, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power, by of, the God. power of God. And, and of course, the Holy He's already saying the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that God gave us, is not is one that overcomes fear and is one that gives us power. And uh, the one that you know, sheds his love in our hearts. So yeah, none of this, none of us are up to the task that God has given to us. But the God who has called us to the task will always enable yeah. us uh, to fulfill the task. Yeah. And that's exactly what Paul is encouraging yeah. Timothy to do. And, and that's what we see you know, in chapter two, verse one, where he says, "You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus." Yeah, you know, there there is always kind of the, that dual you know, reality that we live in, that, that God has strengthened us in the grace of Christ Jesus. And then at the same time, because we've received the gospel and he's strengthened us, we're also called to stand firm in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what he calls Timothy too. I and mean, God has not given you a spirit of fear. You know, he's placed in you his Holy Spirit. And now you're called in light of that and what you've received, you know, to stand firm in this grace that you have in Christ Jesus. It just reminds me of how important it is to abide in Christ and to just constantly abide. And um, I just think if we if we even begin to try to have that distance from him, these these things that come at us, these circumstances that come at us can easily destroy us, mm-hmm. easily take us down a path that we are not prepared to go on because we're not abiding in him. Why are you smiling at me? <laughs> but I just, I really feel like, I mean, I'm seeing more and more just in my own heart, like, him teaching me the importance of that just abiding in in Christ. Yeah, not importance, absolute the necessity. necessity yeah. it's a, mm-hmm. uh, two you know, passages, we, we're going to miss some good passages here, I but know. let me just call our attention to two. One is the basic one on you know, discipleship, you know, two, one, you then my son be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus. And the things that you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust reliable people, we will also be qualified to teach yep. uh, the process of you know holding the gospel teaching the gospel and uh, teaching the gospel to the point that others you know, are able to teach as well uh, so you know love um, you know when you come back uh, you know down to the, to the very end of the point I hate everything I'm having to skip over yeah. to do this but <laughs> when you come to 20 you know the process of sanctification 
in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and of silver, but also of wood and clay, some are for special purposes, and some are for common use. And, of course, what he's focusing on is not so much, you know, the, the quality of the material in this particular. It could be gold, it can be silver, it can be wood or clay. It doesn't really matter. Some of them are, you know, for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter are from common purposes. Uh, or in King James, noble and ignoble purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes made whole, regardless of whether you're clay, wood, or whatever it's not a matter of your gifts or not a matter of your intelligence it's a matter of your availability mm-hmm. or made useful to the master and and will be prepared you know for every mm-hmm. every good work it's mm-hmm. a beautiful passage on discipleship and trusting um, the truths to each other so that we're able to teach each other and on sanctification mm-hmm. cleansing yourself from the latter and offering yourself to god for his purposes mm-hmm. and, and for his use katie could you uh, Close us out with a word of prayer. Father, we offer ourselves to you right now. Um, You are the one who does the work. You are the one who empowers and strengthens. So would we continually come to you with open hands, knowing that only your spirit enables us to do these things? Um, Would we delight in your word, delight in um, what you have done for us and and enjoy communion with you, God. And in doing so, um, you lead us in obedience. You lead us to be faithful and, and you deepen our faith in, in you and in your ability. Um, so thank you for your word. Um, thank you for what Paul wrote to Timothy and that we get to glean from it today. In Christ, and we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.